What's up, travelers, and welcome to the very first episode of Small Towns Big Adventures podcast, hosted by myself, Justin, and my travel partner for life, Lindsay. Hello. This show, we really want to talk all about Small Town USA and the unique style of vacation that it brings. You know, when people typically are going on vacation, we're going cruising, big cities, and while both of us love all of those things, we've done our fair share of cruising and uh, traveling abroad. During the pandemic, we've really had some time to sit back and kind of reflect on some of our favorite vacations, and they really turned out to be some of the smaller places that we've been to. So for the first episode, we're talking all about Key West. We have no script. (laughs) We wrote a few things down. But you've heard me mention myself and Lindsay a couple times. So before we get in to the meat and potatoes of the actual travels, just do a quick introduction about both of us. Uh, We'll start with Lindsay. I prepared a couple questions for you. Okay. Lindsay is very nervous. I am. She doesn't like the sound of her voice. I hate it so much. And neither do I, but here we are. You don't like my voice? No, I like, sorry, I don't like the sound of my voice. Okay. I should have led with that, I'm sorry. So I've prepared a couple questions for you just to tell our 10 or so listeners who you are kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Lindsay, where are you from? I was born and raised in Crown Point, Indiana, known as the region of the state of Indiana, which means that we associate ourselves with Chicago because we're so close. Mm. But at the same time, Chicagoans don't want anything to do with us because we're from Indiana. And Indiana people don't like us because we say we're from Chicago. So we're just that one little county in the corner that calls ourselves the region. That's so funny. Goodness gracious. Um, Obviously, you love traveling. Mm -hmm. I know you very well. You've been to many places. Why do you think that you love traveling so much? I like seeing how different places operate and live. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're very global now, and you know you can have different types of um, foods from different countries in one city, which is awesome, but at the same time, the, the city or town has its own individual vibe, and that's what I really enjoy exploring. Yeah. Um, I am a sucker for Instagram moments, which we'll talk about our favorite Key West yep. Instagramable we moment. Will. We will. Uh, but I just like to see how different people live. I didn't grow in, grow up in a big city, but I got to experience them. But I also enjoy going to small towns and seeing how different lives are lived there. That's awesome. So you don't need to be nervous. That was a great answer. Mm-hmm. You just got the job, whichever one you're interviewing for. All right, two more questions. Where was your favorite place to vacation growing up? Um, Disney World, obviously. Mm, shocker. However, outside of Disney, my favorite places were out west. I loved going to Colorado. Um, I, for someone who grew up in a very plain and flat state, being able to experience different elevations was really cool. So for mm-hmm. me, one of my most memorable trips was um, Colorado. It was like Beaver Creek, Colorado. It was like a ski resort. But I we was went, skiing there once. Yeah, but I actually went there in the summer. I've, ne- I've never seen Colorado in the winter. And I've never seen it in the summer. And I don't think I want to see in the winter. I lie, I do. But <laughs> I prefer summer. But yeah, seeing mountains was really, really impressive for me as a young kid. That's awesome. And lastly, what is your favorite place you've ever been? It can be a small town. It can be anywhere. This is going to make me sound very um, pretentious, but oh. uh, <laughs> Austria. <laughs> oh. Only be- I mean, I've only been out abroad once, which mm-hmm. was last year. I was fortunate 
to go on a river cruise with you through yeah. uh, parts of Europe. I think we might do an episode on that at some point. Yes. Long story short, we basically won a lottery through a company and we got to go on this insane European river cruise. But yeah, so, and there was small town vibes within yeah. those big countries. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking, we went to Vienna, which was a really awesome big city. It was but huge. my favorite part of that trip was the really small towns of Europe. Yeah, it was so, awesome. in my life, that's probably my favorite. However, I also have FOMO and I love everything. So, it's hard for me not to say that I don't love New York City or I don't love yeah. Denver, Colorado. Sure, so. Sure. Yeah. I can't really pick one. But. I know, it's hard to find a vacation that is not good. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'll answer those same questions. Justin, where are you from? Great question, Justin. I am originally from Madison, Mississippi. Uh, that is right in the middle of the state, three hours north of New Orleans, three hours south of Memphis. Absolutely nothing happens there. Um, which is probably where my love of travel came from. Growing up in Mississippi was awesome. Uh, great childhood, a beautiful place to be from. A uh, lot of history there, but you can't really find that many vacation spots uh, in Mississippi. So I think that's probably where my love of travel came from is growing up, we were very fortunate to take a lot of vacations. Um, we went to Disney World every summer. Uh, we went skiing every other winter in Colorado, which is probably you know, where my parents started showing me things that are outside of where you're from, which is probably where mine came from, my love of travel. Uh, my favorite place to go as a kid, also shocker, Disney World. Uh, I was very fortunate. We came here, we came to Walt Disney World every single year growing up, um, which is probably why I just love that place so much. It has so many good memories for me. Um, my favorite place that I've ever been, and I think just like you said, that insane European river cruise that we took last year, we went to um, four countries, mm -hmm. maybe. We started Hungary. in Hungary, <coughs> Austria. Germany. Germany, Slovakia. Slovakia, that was a like a six yeah. hour stop, but yeah. six hours of adventure. Uh, and again, this will probably be a future episode. We could fill a book with memories from that river cruise, but we stopped in this small town in Germany. Was Pass it Germany? Passau. No. Eh, the other, Dernstein, where Dern was that? Dernstein was in was that Austria? Austria. It was this small, it looked like someone had picked us up and put us in Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it looked like. But this old castle the at the Austrian top of the version hill. of yeah. it, not French. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this old castle ruins at the top of the hill. Like no one spoke English in the little town, a little vineyard. It was just insane. It was insane. So that's a little about us. Lindsay and I both love traveling. We've both been very fortunate to go to a lot of places. Um, but one of the things that I think draws both of us to small town vacations is you don't want to forget your backyard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like people travel to Europe, people go to New York City, people mm -hmm. go to LA, San Francisco, but there's so many things to see within driving distance that people, I don't want to say write off, but maybe, you know, you say, oh, I'll go there one day. It's mm -hmm. so close. Oh, that's where my grandma lives. It's yeah, not that exciting. Right, yeah. Why would I go there now when I can go to Europe now? Mm -hmm. And that, I'll just go there later. But that's not how we feel. Whenever we are presented with the opportunity to travel, honestly, we try to just pack a bag and go. Um, and our love of Small Town USA is founded on a few things. Number one, being close. You know, mm -hmm. you're able to sometimes just drive mm -hmm. a day to get to certain places. Number two, it's inexpensive a lot of the times uh, because you're not staying in competing hotels or crazy expensive restaurants, things like that. Uh, and three, 
even though you're going to, let's say like a, a town that you wouldn't think of as vacationing, these can be so relaxing because it's like so quiet. It's so easy to drive somewhere or walk down the street and get a bite to eat. It's really nice. So with that being said, this episode is all about Key West, Florida. When people probably think of Key West, they may not think that it's a small town, but unless you've really been there, it's definitely, in my opinion, a small town. Like people all around the world know of Key West because of where it is, Mm -hmm. but when you look at it, there's only 24,000 people that live there. And the island- You can walk. Yeah. You can walk in a circle around it. Yeah, literally. Most people get around on bikes and scooters, which was cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, We brought our car, obviously, um, but there's not, a super large amount of parking. So a lot of people ride bikes and uh, ride scooters again. But the island itself is again, like 24,000 residents. It's four miles long, one mile wide. So it is a small location. Um, And I think honestly, one of the weirdest things that I experienced while we were there, I've been doing a lot of research lately on the Mandela effect. Mm -hmm. It's bizarre. Basically one thing has happened in history or one thing has happened to you, but you distinctly remember something else happening. Key West has this crazy vibe of feeling like you're in a different country, but you're literally in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. You don't need a passport. Don't need a passport. The airport is tiny. Like You're 90 miles from Cuba. You are closer to Cuba than you are to Miami. Like, yeah. It's insane. So a little history about Key West itself. Um, it is the southernmost point in the United States. It is again, part of Florida. It is just, quote, another city in Florida. Again, only roughly 24,000 people live there. And when you think about that small number of people and how large the reach that this place has as a vacation destination, it's pretty incredible. Uh, It's located at the very end of US Highway 1, which of course is the longest north-south road in the US. It's it's an insane drive to get down there. Mm -hmm. And I think what kept me going for so long, I don't know why, but I didn't know how close it was. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought it was like eight, 10 hours away. Yeah, it's about six hours from Orlando. Yep. And that's with decent traffic, mm-hmm. which we, because of the pandemic, we were fortunate to have less cars on the road. Right. Because um, even just getting through Miami can be a hassle. Yeah. But, yeah. and that was another thing. I have, I've actually not been to Miami. I would love to go, but I didn't realize how close I was to Miami. Yeah. And I've been twice, both for New Orleans Saints football games, one for the Super Bowl, who dat? Um, So it's 160 miles south of Miami, uh, 95-ish miles north of Cuba. So just thinking about that scale is insane, that you're standing technically in Florida, Mm -hmm. but you're closer to Cuba Mm -hmm. than you are to Miami. It's bizarre. Um, One of the coolest things, though, is driving... Um, on U.S. Highway 1 from Miami to the Keys, it's literally a two-lane highway through the middle of the ocean. Yep, and I forget how many total keys there are of key, of the keys of Florida, but like you go over like a little rock and you're like, oh, that was key, Yep. key blue, you just went over one of the keys. It was insane. And the, the stretch of mile, that you see like in the books and the magazines is Seven Mile Bridge. Mm. And it is as beautiful as it looks. I remember hearing about it and I didn't know what to expect. And we would go over a long bridge. I'm like, oh, is this is this the Seven Mile Bridge? But then once you get to the bridge, then you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Th- this is it. Yeah, you know it when you see it, that's for sure. Um, 
Originally, if you can believe it or not, that highway was actually a railroad. And some of that you can actually still see. Mm -hmm. It was originally uh, connected by railway from Miami in 1912. But shocker, Florida, 1935 hurricane came through and washed most of it away. So if you can imagine, it was a little daunting sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I've driven oh, over the yeah. Golden Gate Bridge and that terrified me. And the, what's the other bridge? The, um, the, the Bay Bridge. Bridge. The Bay Bridge, mm -hmm. that one's like taller. It's then, longer. Yeah, that was nauseating. But driving over this in the middle of the ocean mm -hmm. was pretty... Two lanes. Yeah, pretty spectacular. And I, I think at one point, one of the bridges was under construction, and so you had to drive in between the orange oh, cones. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that terrified <laughs> me. That was scary. Yeah, you were driving that day. I'm, I'm glad you were, yeah. you were driving that day. Um, so when the hurricane came through, 1935, it destroyed, sadly, much of the railway. Uh, but in 1938, just a few years later, it was actually converted... Uh, to converted. Kind of converted, converted uh, to what we know now as U.S. Highway 1, which is pretty spectacular. Um, we drove down on a Monday? <laughs> yes. I think? Yep. Um, so our first probably noticeable thing of Key West was traffic. Mm -hmm. We drove on a Monday. It is a two-lane highway for however many miles from Miami. I think it's two to three hours yeah. from Miami. We drove on a Monday. It was very clear that people were leaving, leaving. the yeah. Keys and going back to the mainland because the exit lane of Highway 1 was bumper to bumper from start to finish. We sailed right on through, no traffic whatsoever from Miami to the Keys. Uh, and then when we were leaving on Thursday or Friday, we had no traffic mm -hmm. going back to mainland Florida mm -hmm. because of the weekend, or the weekday, excuse me. So I think honestly, if people were to visit, if you can help it, I yeah. Would, I would try to go on a weekday for mm -hmm. sure. However, they do have a small little airport. They so do. if you are traveling from, I mean, you could fly from Orlando, I believe, to Key West by plane. Yes. Um, I think there's like a connecting flight in Fort Lauderdale, which is usually like $30, $40. Mm -hmm. Very quick. Um, but yeah, we'll get to the airport in a minute. We did not go there, but being able to see the plane so close. Yeah, was it was pretty, pretty awesome. That was kind of an odd like draw or mm -hmm. activity, if you will because the planes just land so close to you. Mm -hmm. uh, they come right overhead. Uh, and we'll talk about a great viewing spot that we actually sat for like an hour and just watched planes come in. Um, so we went in June of this year, 2020. And I would like to preface kind of going into Key West that yes, we did travel during the COVID pandemic, mm -hmm. but I would like everyone to know that we did follow all state all local protocols when yes. it came to masks, uh, where we could and could not go. And that week alone when we traveled, that was when Monroe County, which is the Key West County, mandated the mask. So it was yeah. mandatory to wear them in yeah. all public areas. And yeah, they were like some of the first ones. Th that was like, that was just when Florida started to mm -hmm. go really high. So yeah. they started mandating that. And a lot of the signs were like, save a local, wear a mask. Because yep. obviously it's such a small area, it yeah. could be infected very quickly if something mm -hmm. got out so yeah key west was really good about like i don't want to say making it cool to wear a mask but it kind of was like they had all these different artists or stores that had these unique posters in the windows of the yeah save a local, local wear a mask yeah mm -hmm. it was it was very interesting um but we did follow all of the rules that were mandated mm -hmm. for that location um we'll also talk about a couple of places that we went to bars were open at this time that were restaurants that were restaurants um there was no just bar open because right, that's still yeah. it wasn't yeah. allowed so um we did travel we felt very safe mm -hmm. uh, we had no issues whatsoever so we won't 
get into that super much, um, but we just wanted to let everybody yeah. know that we, we did follow what we were supposed to. And it turns out that June is actually a slow season for the Keys, which also, um, because, I mean, obviously the pandemic people aren't traveling, but even the areas themselves, you could tell they were local tourists, like probably Floridians, but it wasn't very crowded because we found out from the locals that this time of year is actually a slow season because of hurricane season. Yeah. So m not many people want to travel to an island in the middle of the, the ocean that hurricanes plow through around this time of year. And honestly, that didn't even cross my mind when we were leaving. We asked one of the, the restaurant bartenders, I was like, ma'am, you know, is it like this? Is it slow all the time? Or is it just because of what's happening? She goes, oh no, summer is our off season. Mm -hmm. And for a beach destination, you would think it's the other way around, but because it is so hot there. It is so hot. So I, hot. I mean, I, I don't know how many miles I was from the equator, but Oof. I felt like I was on We were it. there. We were closer to the sun, yes. I swear. I think we that was, I, we live in Orlando. We get hot weather all the time. But I definitely think that was the hottest yep. I've ever felt in my yep. entire life. Yeah. Um, so it turns out, again, their summer is the slow season. So technically their busy season is the winter. As Lindsay just said, it's cooler weather uh, and it's off hurricane season. So we found that out the hard way. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Um, so kind of what we did, and we'll go through, obviously, some of the places that we went to. But we had no agenda going to Key West. Um, as we do a lot of times when we travel, I am not a planner. Um, I don't like to book anything in advance, although sometimes it does bite me. Um, I just kind of like to show up, I do a quick Google search of where I should go, and then I end up there. Lindsay is, I don't want to say the exact opposite, but pretty much the exact opposite. I, I am a planner. I'm not a scary planner. Like, I don't carry a notebook around, but I make lists. It's a notepad. It's a notepad. I make lists. And because like and we'll talk more as we go through different small towns like not all small small towns are going to have like a the one thing that you have to do like new york city you have mm -hmm. to go to the top of the rock and california you have to go to disneyland like all those things is the rock what they call the rockefeller center is that yeah, a local thing top of the rock wow yeah so Props i know that well i so the top of the rock side note that's the best view of new york city people think you should go to the empire state building oh. but if you go to the top of the rock you actually get the empire state building in your pictures when oh. you take the beautiful panoramic look at view. that i i love new york I big know. city not part of our podcast <laughs> anyway an awesome spot uh I've but yes yeah, so i like to find the top restaurants and top foods obviously key west is known for their key lime pie so I'm going to have to find the place to get the key lime pie. Right. So when it came to going to Key West, honestly, I'm pretty sure we booked the hotel and two days later we were on the road. Um, and it's easy for us to go there because like she said, we live in Orlando, which is just about a six hour drive from there. So we didn't have to do a lot of planning, planes, etc. But we thought we were used to the heat. Um, you know, we go outside a lot. We both ride bikes. Uh, we, I play golf a lot. Um, you know, we walk a lot and things like that. Um, but Central Florida is not South Florida heat, and this wasn't even South Florida. This was South Florida. We're closer to Cuba than we are to Miami. So that's how closer to the equator and to the sun that we were. So really what we did is in the morning we would wake up, take a shower, because we're already sweating probably. Uh, we would get breakfast, walk around a little bit. Like a block away yeah. breakfast. <laughs> a block away breakfast. We'd walk around for a little bit. Around we, the block. Around the block. We'd come back because we were so hot, take another shower. Take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> take a nap, walk to get lunch, walk around a little bit, go back to the room, take another shower, 
and they go out for dinner uh, where really the town kind of comes to life at night, whether that's because Duval Street is famous for its bars and restaurants, but I'm pretty sure it's just simply because the sun has gone yes. away. Yes, I remember, well, gosh, I keep jumping ahead, I'm sorry, but I just get excited when we talk about I know, things I love. the best. But there's this one area which we'll go more in detail about called Mallory Square, which is where everyone goes to watch the sunset. And it's again, it's one of those places where people say, go to Mallory Square, go to Mallory Square. So we go to Mallory Square at like one in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, this this must be nice. Like it's a big open space. I bet you a lot of people come here when it's, you know, not the pandemic. But then, no, that's where you go at the sunset. Yeah, nope. Not saying that it was super crowded there either, but that's when you go there. It was so hot. Because at first it felt like a little ghost town. It did. But it did. then you realize quickly, oh, it's a ghost town because people are inside because it's so hot outside. Right, right. Yeah, it was very hot. But that did not take away from how amazing that this place was. It's just something that you understand when you go. You're in Florida, mm -hmm. you're in the summer. It is what it is. Now we're really going to dive into what Key West was all about to us. And Lindsay kind of hit on it earlier her favorite thing is probably food. I'll start off by saying I am not a foodie. I am trying really hard to kind of branch out a little bit when it comes to food. I think some of that comes from being fortunate enough to cruise a lot. I do love trying different foods on cruises because it's all there and guess what? You already paid for it. So I'm gonna eat it all. Um, secondly, I in a weird way think being from Mississippi has kind of hindered my food palate because growing up it's just roast beef, potatoes, green beans, fried chicken. Over the past six months or so, I'd say I've really been trying to broaden my palate, as it were. And Key West helped to do that a little bit, I think. But you are, I'd consider you a foodie, I for would, sure. I'm a foodie because I like to try foods. I Sometimes I don't know if you gave me two different meats and one taste, like this is this style and this is this style. If they both taste good, I'm gonna like it. I'm yeah. not one of those like, ooh, I can taste the salt and I can taste the seasoning of this, but I can't taste in this. I don't know that. Um, I just like food and I like trying new things. And similarly in Indiana, we didn't have like fancy foods, but if we went to like Chicago, we would right. go to some nice right. restaurants yeah. there. Key West had a really good mixture, I'd say, of quote, fancy cuisine, local cuisine, uh, and bar food. But the first place that I want to highlight is the southernmost donut shop that you'll find. It's called Glazed Donuts. Uh, shout out to the owners, Megan and John. Uh, they both work there. You can literally see them there in the morning. They opened it in 2012. Fun fact, both of them went to culinary school. She graduated uh, with baking and pastries, and John used to be a competitive barbecuer, and somehow they married those and opened up uh, the glazed donut shop in Key West, and it was insane. It was very good. It was so it's good. It's one of those places where, like, there are so many donut trends where, like, right. let's put Captain Crunch and Oreos, and it's like two donuts in one, yeah. huge donut. This is just fancy glazed donuts. Yeah. I got something a little fancy, the lemon poppy seed donut, it, which was crazy, yeah. but it wasn't. Like, it just had some lemon flavor. Right. And I'm straight up glaze all the way. Like, I just love a plain donut, but everything there they actually make from scratch, if you can believe that. All of their jams, their jellies, uh, sprinkles, frosting, all of that is literally made in-house. And you can watch them doing it because Megan, you can see her in the back 
physically prepping the donuts while John was uh, dealing with the register. Mm -hmm. And it, they were so fluffy and so good. And they run out. Like, they only make so many a day, obviously. Yeah, they're only open. fresh. And, yeah, they're only open until they sell out. Until they sell out. And I, I mean, like, I feel like places like this, they typically probably start working at, like, 3 or 4 oh in God. the morning. Can you imagine that? Like, part of me wants to do that because I'm like, oh, great. Like, you can get done at work by 11. But then you're like, oh, but I'm going in at 3 a.m. Yeah, no. Um, all the props in the world to people that do that. Um, but also in there, it was also really cool, too. The walls uh, had, um, like, street art, kind mm -hmm. of. They had giant robot, giant yes, paintings it was of robot robots. Themed. Yeah, it was a robot-themed uh, donut shop. Um, it was really cool. But they also founded Red Buoy Coffee. Also inside the shop, you can get Red Buoy Coffee, which is their coffee brand that they actually own. Uh, and you can get it all over Key West. They distribute it in a lot of the breakfast places. But you love coffee. Mm -hmm. I love, love iced, iced coffee. coffee. And my love, I don't love iced coffee, but I do enjoy drinking it with you because you typically try to find like a unique flavor. Yes. Um, and if I think we got like an iced vanilla latte. Yeah, that's there. the go-to. Yeah, that's the go-to. If they have like simple flavors, you're like, oh, yeah. just vanilla. But it was so good, you know, like a one-stop shop with in-house donuts mm -hmm. and in-house coffee. Like, what more could you want? And I remember something really funny happened too, and this was only funny because of kind of what's happening right now. It was like five people were allowed in there or mm -hmm. whatever, so we did have to wait outside for a little bit, in which was fine. Heat. In the heat, we did have to wear a mask going course, inside, yeah. which was fine. Um, but on the the partition that was separating the oh, yeah. register from <laughs> us, like the the customers, it had a sign that said, <laughs> "Due to COVID, three rules." You know, rule one. Five people allowed in store. Rule two, wear a mask. Rule three, and the only reason that this is so funny to me is because I know exactly what he's talking about because uh, we have both worked in merchandise in certain places. Rule three was, ladies, no bra sweat no money. No boob money. No boob money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And the lady in front of us read it and asked if he was being serious, and he gave her a dead answer, like 100% I'm being serious. Yes. No, it's true. It's so <laughs> gross. Like, I just remember growing up as a kid going to, like, the local community pool and, like, the ladies in front of me, like, taking the money out of their swimsuit Ugh. bra. It's Ugh. like, no. And then, and then taking the money. Yep. I mean, I didn't... I th oh no! Yeah. Just gross. No thanks. I don't. No one wants wet money wherever it came from. The iced coffee trend continued while we were in Key West. Uh, we also made a pit stop at the Keys Coffee Company. That was a cute place. Yeah, real cute place. And we are suckers for branded cups, like coffee cups. Mm -hmm. So they had their own custom plastic cups, Very which is really cute. nice. They're open for breakfast and lunch with a full menu. Mm -hmm. And one of the cool things that I had no idea actually was a thing was coffee ice cubes. Yes, which I mean, it's not a yes, like it, it's not like oh my gosh, how did they do science, that? I guess I had just but, never heard of it. I mean, it's so brilliant. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, of course you want to put coffee ice cubes because water just makes the yeah. coffee water down. But a coffee ice yeah, cube. Yeah, I had no idea. Call me naive, whatever. I haven't been around coffee very often. <laughs> but basically, they make coffee and put it in the ice tray, mm -hmm. and then they put that in your coffee. Yeah. So your coffee is not only cold. It stays. It stays coffee. Stays the coffee. Yeah, it stays coffee. -y. Uh, but that place is awesome. Really quaint. There's probably like two, three tables in there. Yeah. Um, but that one definitely was, in my opinion, looked like a local hotspot. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it was a little off uh, the Mallory Square area, mm -hmm. uh, which we'll talk about. Um, so Key West, like as we kind of mentioned in the beginning, 
it technically is a tourist destination, mm -hmm. but really everywhere you go, everyone is enjoying it. Yeah, tourists sometimes and like we would play the game of like who's a tourist and who's a local. Yep. Sometimes it's very obvious when like it's these old men that their skin is like just tainted from the skin. <laughs> yeah, a lot of anyone who wears a rides a bike without a shirt definitely lives there. If they have a rooster <laughs> in their basket, they're probably a local. Yep. Uh, so the Keys Coffee Company was awesome. Um, and then probably your favorite yes. breakfast place, without a doubt. Um, there's like, I think there were three of them yeah. in the area, but I have to say we made an effort to find what I thought was the coolest location. The Cuban Coffee Queen. Mm -hmm. This little area we found was on Duval Street, so it's right in the hotspot, but it is tucked away so far down an alley, mm -hmm. you would never know that it's there. Um, there's a few locations on the island that we mentioned, but the coffee was insane. And they had the that food like food was insane. I you probably don't know what Vietnamese coffee is, but usually it's like this condensed sweet milk coffee. First off, rude. Second off, I don't know what Vietnamese coffee is. So <laughs> I know, but they always like cover their coffee with like this like wrapper, and then they like yeah. jam the straw in the middle of the wrapper. That's awesome. typically Vietnamese iced coffee. Cuban, Do you know if there's a purpose for that? Uh, probably. Because I yeah. will we'll research it, for looked, you. I just thought it looked cool. I'm sure there's a reasoning, but Cuban Coffee Queen did that yeah. with their um, like traditional coffees, which I'm sure it's more wasteful, but it just looks cool. Yeah, it, it looked awesome. And the colors were yellow and black. Yeah, it was really just cool. Just very fun vibe. Yeah, they had uh, this awesome walk-up coffee counter, um, and then off to the side they had this... Uh, I'll call it like a roasting house mm -hmm. where they were roasting their coffee fresh, but also it was an awesome merchandise location. Mm -hmm. um, but the food there, let me tell you, you got, I wrote it down because we did not want to forget how good <laughs> this was. It was called the Key Wester, mm -hmm. uh, which I have to imagine is probably one of their stable sandwiches. Yeah. It was two eggs, cheese, you got your choice of ham, bacon, turkey, sausage, chorizo, hello, or pork. Uh, but what really made it was the Cuban bread. Yes. Press Cuban. It was I, incredible. I have learned, I think, in this past year, my like it's all about bread. It's all about it bread. It is all about bread. And once I learned that I love Cuban bread, and when you're in Key West and there's a lot of Cuban restaurants mm -hmm. and Cuban foods, mm -hmm. you got to get it. Yeah, I can put turkey and cheese on two slices of bread, and it's fine. But then you put it on pressed Cuban bread, and mm -hmm. it, it you feel like you're dining at a five-star restaurant. Yes. So the breakfasts that we had were really focused around trying to find local coffees. Mm -hmm. We really like going to local coffee shops. Um, I don't we, even think they had, well, they did have a Starbucks. They did have a Starbucks. But there was no other like Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I didn't no, see McDonald's. Maybe we saw a Wendy's. Just like, again. It was again, a fancy Wendy's though. It was a fancy Wendy's. It looked Wendy's, like a diner. But it was cool that they didn't have too many chain restaurants. No, and I don't even not. think the Starbucks was open. So like. Yeah. Yeah, Key West, um, and we probably should have talked this in the intro. But Key West is kind of divided into two halves. Like right when you get into Key West from your car, you're kind of like, well, this just looks like a normal place. Grocery store, gas station, what have you. But then you get to the second mile, or like the third mile, the second half of the island, and it completely mm -hmm. changes. It goes from traditional town to historical island in an instant. Yeah. Um, but the breakfasts we found were really centered around trying to find local coffee shops. Mm -hmm. We both love breakfast sandwiches. Mm -hmm. um, and Key West Coffee Company, Cuban Coffee Queen, and it's called Glazed Donuts is the name of the donut shop. They just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Like, it was local fare mixed with just 
a cool place, which is what I tend to like and look for mm -hmm. when it comes to restaurants. Like, what makes the inside so fun, so unique? Mm -hmm. Like, what donut store has a paintings of giant robots fighting and shooting donuts at each other? And we obviously love to support local businesses yeah, for sure. because yeah. that's always where the good food and drinks yeah. are going to be. I completely agree. So breakfast again, we went to Glazed Donuts. Megan and John opened it. They were both working super hard while we were there. Cuban Coffee Queen. Probably should have gone. We tried to go there once. We did go there. But the they had a random power outage. Yeah, and they um, were only taking, I think, cash, which yeah. obviously we don't carry that. Yeah. We're millennials. Yeah, we're millennials. Yeah, okay, what's cash? Uh, and then uh, the Keys Coffee Company, yes. which was just out of the park. So breakfast was a home run. We tried to top it with lunch and dinner, and I got to tell you, we found some gems for <laughs> lunch and dinner. The first place we want to highlight is the first place that we went to right when we got out of the car. Put our stuff at the hotel, which again is really like a B&B. Like mm -hmm. Hotel is just so much easier to say. We went down to Duval Street because that's where you're supposed to go, obviously. But even though Duval Street is where the tourists go, mm -hmm. it all of the food there was just yes. incredible. Because to feel, me... It doesn't feel touristy at yes. all. Yes. Duval Street is kind of like the Bourbon Street of New Orleans, but Bourbon yep. Street is gross. Like, yeah. it just smells bad. But Duval Street is, like, <laughs> the place that you're supposed to go. You're supposed to go yeah. to Duval Street. So, like, yes, it has the T-shirt shops, and yes, it has, like, the typical tourist mm -hmm. souvenir mm -hmm. spots, but it's incredible that there's just still a local fare yeah. to that yeah. street. I agree. And having grown up so close to New Orleans and having gone there so much as a kid, I don't take any offense that New Orleans New like. Orleans is or, like one of my or, favorite cities. Yeah, it's awesome, I, but it's so nuts. But I hate Bourbon Street, but oh, yeah. take that street out, like yeah. one street over. You go one street over. It's amazing. It's, yeah, it's insane. But again. So the first place that we went to was just this uh, bar, outdoor bar restaurant that we just saw. We were both hungry. Uh, we went to, I'm going to, I could botch it. I didn't ask how they pronounce it. It's either Fogarty's or Fogarty's. I apologize in advance. Uh, but this place, again, it was the first one we went to. Mm -hmm. And... It was our first taste of anything Key West. Yes. I had been there one, I had been to Key West once before, but I'm not even gonna call it a visit. I went there on a cruise ship. Uh, and if you know me, I really don't like to get off the boat half the time, just because it's so nice to have a ship to myself. Um, I couldn't tell you anything about Key West or where to go. So I'm gonna call this for sure my first actual taste of Key West. And it was definitely yours. You had never been there before. Correct, yeah. yeah. So we went there again following the local protocol they sat us mm -hmm. in uh, the appropriate seating arrangements in my opinion it was nice to be outside yeah it was nice to be i don't outside. know if indoor seating was allowed yeah that's true but it was very shady they had, they had uh, lots of fans they had lots of fans cool. yeah it was awesome uh so we got this place well this place i'd say specialized probably in local seafood like most mm -hmm. places do but it did kind of have that bar vibe to it i was gonna say to me like when you first looked at it, it looked like a place that you would find on a popular tourist. It was just like a large outdoor seating, right. bar food looking kind of place. Didn't look, I don't want to say didn't look impressive, but it was just like, oh, it's it's close, we'll yeah. just eat here. Yeah. But we sat down and boy, did we get it right. Uh, we got the Raging Cajun chicken sandwich with house-made Cajun sauce. And let me tell you, holy cow. We also had onion rings. Um, right? Was yeah. it onion we had rings, onion rings or pickled? We had onion rings. Okay. They were perfection. Oh, like God. the sauce that was on this sandwich, it was the uh, perfect amount of spice and in the perfect setting. Like it is exactly what you wanted there. Um, we also got one of their 
they have like a margarita wall, mm -hmm. kind of you know, like like a slushy, like a slushy wall, machine, alcoholic yeah. slushy. So we got a they call it a grainerade, which was grain alcohol, vodka, and orange. I don't know what grain alcohol is at all, but I do know it was tasted like a Seven Eleven slushy, yeah. and it was amazing. It was very good. I just love orange drinks, <laughs> but really. <laughs> Thank goodness we went there because if we had not gone there, we would not have gotten to try the local beer made made at the Waterfront Brewery, which is really at most of their restaurants. The Waterfront Brewery distributes Crazy Lady, that is like the big hitter local beer. It is uh, a blonde ale, but it's brewed with honey. And if if I could have had a video camera on my face when I tasted that beer for the first time, it was. Insane. You've also learned to love beer during this pandemic. It's true. And we like beers with fun names yeah, and definitely. fun labels. Yeah, fun names, fun labels, but I'm sold. It's also a benefit when it also tastes really good. Yeah, it was so light and so fruity. I think we got two of them, uh, and then we got a few more throughout the rest mm -hmm. of the week at whichever restaurant had it. I think it. you asked the server, oh, do you have yeah. the Crazy Lady? <laughs> no, oh, sorry, we're not eating Yeah, here. we're not eating here. Uh, if you don't have Crazy Lady, I'm sorry, I have to have it. Uh, but that local beer, again, it was it's brewed at the Waterfront Brewery, and you can find it at most of the restaurants. We got it at a couple that we were there. Again, it's called Crazy Lady. It is a blonde ale brewed with honey, and it was just off the charts. Next, we want to highlight probably our favorite dinner location that we went to. Uh, again, this was on Duval Street, because that's where mm -hmm. most of the action is. Uh, and much like Fogarty's, Fogarty's, it kind of had that outdoor restaurant vibe. All of the restaurants from the street are very inconspicuous. Mm -hmm. um, everybody has the menu out front, obviously, but I think it's really cool. They also have, like there's no real, I mean, there's buildings obviously with restaurants, but a lot of the action happens outside. Mm -hmm. um, it's like outdoor, yeah. um, Markets or something. yeah, that's a good way to put it because each one has like an artist's sign mm -hmm. that goes over the entryway into the outdoor patio area, um, and we saw one and it was called Caroline's, and this place, if you like pasta, this will blow your mind. And again, this was one of those places where like if you just walked by down the street, like oh, it looks like a Duval <clears throat> Street type yeah. of restaurant, yeah. but yeah. Oh my, like I, I love pasta. You love pasta. I love blackened chicken. Yep. Put it together, it's like yep. my favorite meal. So here we ordered, because we had to, we ordered the conch fritters appetizer, which is like fried uh, conch fish, is that a thing? Conch. Conch, fried conch, whatever. Uh, amazing, you know, it's kind of, it's like the, the go-to appetizer for a lot mm -hmm. of these restaurants. Um, they bring you uh, horseradish sauce or comeback sauce or onion ring sauce, as I call it. They were real good. Um, but where the slam dunk was, was the pasta. Oh my God. The blackened chicken pasta, it was made with blackening spice, peppers, penne, and house-made Cajun cream sauce again. We're sensing the theme of Cajun sauce mm -hmm. here. Um, Lindsay and I are a sucker for Cajun chicken pasta of any kind. And this was the- This was the best. This was the spiciest. I still dream about it every day. It it was so hot. It was it was like still ninety degrees at eight p.m. Yeah, and we're eating spicy pasta. It felt like our mouths were on fire. But I was so happy. But it was just perfection. It was drenched in the Cajun sauce. The chicken was cooked. I just perfectly. remember like the the chicken. It was like it wasn't like a little rectangular chicken. Yeah, no. It was like, and this sounds gross, but like chicken crumble. But like I don't know how to explain. It, but just 
was a different type of chicken that just made it so much better. It was it was incredible. It was easily, in my opinion, the best plate of pasta I've ever had, mm -hmm. ever. Uh, and to top it all off, we got two crazy lady beers. One of my memories of this place, and this just kind of explains the, the area, our table was next to a window that was this like oh, yeah. souvenir <laughs> shop. Yeah. And so like it had those like mannequin heads in it with yep. like, I think the mannequins were wearing face masks to like, you know, sure. you could buy a sequin man or a sequin Key West yeah. face mask. But that's just like, I felt like this restaurant was int intertwined with one of the souvenir shops. But it was amazing. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Uh, again, I can't say it enough. Caroline's had, in my opinion, the best pasta I have ever eaten. Um, it was incredible. It was just incredible. Um, and it was a really fun atmosphere. You're right on the street. Um, so you really, you know, it probably one of the, the environment adds to the taste, mm -hmm. in, if that's a possibility. The mannequin yeah. heads. The mannequin heads, yeah. The, the, the girl working in the gift shop <laughs> texting right yeah. next to us through the window really made the, the chicken taste better. Uh, now I want to go to this little place that we were kind of recommended. Uh, one of our friends who's originally from Ohio, uh, his neighbor owns a franchise of Wits Frozen Custard. I never heard of it. I'm not from Ohio or the Midwest, wherever Ohio is. But we came across this small sandwich place because we were looking for um, just a sandwich shop, something kind of light, something easy, uh, because we were walking to a we were walking to a famous landmark, which we will go over uh, shortly, and we found the Courthouse Deli and Wits Frozen Custard. They were under the same roof. Um, Lindsay had a Cuban <sighs> while you were there? Yes. And while we were there? I think it was the best Cuban I've ever had. You think so? Yes. I don't. I feel like they added some kind of extra sauce to it, because I just remember it being very creamy. Yeah. And It was pressed real flat, oh too, like God. so fresh. Um, I had a ham and Swiss, because again, I'm relatively boring when it comes to food but it was it was unreal it's the bread yeah it was the bread uh, but you can see the guys cutting the meat fresh mm -hmm. right in front of you um, it's kind of like an old-fashioned deli too yeah I think like, it had a very New York's vibe yeah to for it. sure yeah we walked in and they just asked you know what what can we get you and then they just mm -hmm. started going it wasn't fancy at all but that's what made it cool mm -hmm. um, but attached to that also again is Wits frozen custard they originated from Ohio the original one is in Granville Ohio which is one uh, where our one of our best friends is from and I have actually been to the original Wits in Granville Ohio uh, that's a story for a, a later episode of how I wound up in Ohio randomly during the pandemic um, but Wits Frozen Custard was just very good. It mm -hmm. was exactly what you'd expect. They had about four flavors probably to choose from. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Penguin Tracks. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> a, it was like chocolate chips mixed with caramel. Caramel, you know, the the, the usual. It was like the Rocky Road. But yeah, but it was penguin. perfect. It was cool to sit. We sat on like this, I'm going to call it an old-timey bench, like outside of a sandwich shop, just mm -hmm. in the Keys, you know, eating ice cream. It was just kind of one of those moments where you're like, man, how do we get here? Like, this is really awesome. Mm -hmm. I I remember sitting next to one of the signs that said like mile zero. Yeah. Because we just kept watching people take pictures yeah. by it. It was it was a really cool. I mean, it it was an it was a unique experience. Kind of just you know enjoying a sandwich and ice cream, in the Keys. Next, we're going to move to a place that we literally just saw while walking down the street. Like I said, Lindsay and I we didn't plan anything when it came to this trip. We had always knew we wanted to go to the Keys and Key West specifically, so we just booked a room and we went. We stumbled upon the Old Town Mexican Cafe, again, on Duval Street. But Duval Street is, you know, two and a half miles of goodness, mm -hmm. which is where all the, the main restaurant is. Um, this place was super hidden. 
It was a little bit, uh, I'd say, on the northern part of Duval Street, so it is a little bit further away from kind of the Mallory Square area. We weren't, we'll admit, we weren't super hungry. I feel like we, we went here. We had the big lunch. I think we yeah. were, had, we went from like the deli yeah. straight into dinner and somehow. I, I remember for some reason we wanted to go early. Because it was happy hour. Uh, yes, perfect. It was uh, like two for one house sangria. And I oh, think that's yeah. what we got, yeah, uh, anyways. But um, we ordered the queso. If you know anything about me, um, or if you happen to make it past episode one of this podcast, um, I cannot not order queso at a restaurant. It's a disease. You know what I mean? Like if there is medication for not ordering queso, I need to be prescribed. Uh, but this place was as authentic Mexican as you could get, in my opinion. The queso was served in a hot skillet. Like mm-hmm. it was legit melted cheese. Again, it was 90 degrees yeah. outside. <laughs> <laughs> we had no business eating queso from a hot skillet. Uh, they also had house salsa, which I remember being incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we destroyed about three bowls of that, uh, for sure. But th- it was the very authentic, um, chunky salsa mm-hmm. that you'll find and things like that. Uh, we did get a traditional, very authentic chicken quesadilla, uh, my favorite go-to Mexican dish. Uh, but yeah, Lindsay, good memory. We went there because we saw, a, they had a chalkboard A-frame that yep. said happy hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had house-made white or red sangria. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Oh my gosh, it was and the most oh. refreshing thing, since yeah. it was the only thing cold on the table. Yeah, it was the only thing cold on the table. The glasses are sweating everywhere. Yeah, the condensation is like, it's a waterfall yeah. over the table. Uh, but man, that sangria was just out of this world, for sure. Oh my God. The last place that we want to talk about for kind of our lunch and dinner section, and we're going to spend a few minutes on this, so hopefully you're still with us at this point, because this place has consumed our life since we ate there. We should have gone another time. We only went once. We should have gone twice. We should have gone three times. We were just walking around. At some point, we were on Duval Street. We were still walking to the infamous Instagrammable moment. Oh, yes, I think you're right. And out of the corner of my eye, I just see this sign. It says, First Flight Brewery. I'm like, okay. Because like Lindsay said, if your beer has a cool label, a cool name, I'm buying it. And I love anything aviation, like quirky, kind of something like that. So we go about our day. We actually don't go there when we see the sign. We go about our day, and I just do a little Googling. And I'm like, okay, tomorrow for lunch, we're going to go here. Not thinking anything about it. We showed up to first flight. And oh my gosh. If it is possible to fall in love with an inanimate object, it was this place. So a little history. It is locally called the Crash Bar because it is a it is the headquarters, the building where the headquarters of the Pan American Airlines was first founded back in 1926. It is a vintage American airline themed bar. Pan Am sold their first tickets out of this building. It was international flights from Key West to Havana. Everything in the bar is vintage aviation. The actual bar table that we were sitting at was a, uh, a wing mm-hmm. from an airplane. Uh, all of their decorations are mm-hmm. propellers, posters, uh, old uniforms from Pan Am and things like that. It was the coolest bar I have ever seen. It's like a house restaurant. Yeah. It was insane. 
when you think about cool bars that are quirky, they have a, you know, I'm a, I love tiki bars. Like any tiki bar, I want to go in, I want to have a drink. But this place was so unique and so authentic, it, it blew me away. The building that we were sitting in was the first headquarters for the Pan Am Airlines, Airlines um, which just has so much history in itself. And to be able to see some of those collections uh, of memorabilia that they had and to enjoy food and drinks while we were there, it was, a very, it was very surreal. Um, it was the quintessential like Key West bar restaurant mm -hmm. look that yeah, you wanted. I remember it was, you were inside, but you were outside at yeah. the same time. It had a lot of like open space, like where a wall was. Now they've knocked it out and it's like a courtyard. Yep. So I enjoyed that atmosphere a lot. So here they actually brew three of their own beers. Uh, number one is a Havana Red, which is an amber ale, uh, caramel malts, and they actually put roasted chocolate in it, which I remember tasting it. And you asked me, you were like, what do you taste? Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is going to sound weird, but is there chocolate in here? And it turns out there was. Who knew? Their second beer is the Maverick. It's an IPA. It's a medium pale ale. Uh, it has grains, hops, uh, and mango uh, was in it. The third was my absolute favorite. Uh, it was called the Main Squeeze. I love lighter beers, fruity beers. I think you do too. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we both probably shared this one. It was a citrus wheat. Uh, it was made from grapefruit, orange, coriander, whatever that is, and orange peels. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually got a flight of five beers while we were there, um, but their house ones I think were our, our favorites for sure. Um, you also ordered a side drink. Mm -hmm. uh, we wrote it down because again, it was so good. And everything there was also made fresh. Yes, the woman, this other customer had a like, some kind of grapefruit drink, mm -hmm. and the server was like juicing the grapefruit yeah. in front of her. Like yeah, that's literally. how fresh it was. Yeah, it was awesome. You got the Bermuda Triangle. Mm -hmm. It was gin, Saint Germain, elderflower, lemon, and sparkling rosé. Mm -hmm. That was very yeah, good. Yeah, it was served in a martini glass. Yes, I think it was very fancy. Yeah, and you could watch again. The bartenders were peeling yep. the fruit and squeezing the fruit right in front of you. Um, now on to the food that we had there. Call me crazy, I've never had a fish taco. Sue me, come at me, whatever. Now that I've had a fish taco from first flight, I'm not sure I could ever have another fish taco again. It was perfection. We ordered their fish tacos. It was blackened local fish, citrus slaw on top of it, mango salsa, which changed my life, chipotle lime crema, whatever that is, uh, and island rice and black beans. Something else too, I don't remember, but it's just in like many Key West restaurants all had that similar like fish food, mm -hmm. like very fresh. Like I, mm -hmm. I love fish, but I don't get it all the time. But if I am in a coastal area, yeah. you get fish. Yeah. Cause like there is no way it's not gonna be good. Yeah. Um, we all, they also have a merchandise shop in their bar restaurant that we spent mm -hmm. a good 30 minutes in uh, and emptied our wallets. Uh, we got a couple pint glasses, a couple t-shirts. Uh, I think we got some coasters, mm -hmm. um, but all of their beer that they brew there has that vintage vintage airline name, but also the logos yes. are vintage airlines, airline pilots, and they just, it, it's art, mm -hmm. like the stuff that they have there. It was insane. Um, the outside of the bar is very rustic, and the inside, again, is uh, over-the-top aviation theme, but just in a perfect island way. When you think of, like, Casablanca or... Indiana Jones, all of those old 
mm -hmm. um, like streamlined airplanes that they used to fly in. This is exactly what was there. Uh, in the ceiling, there are big fans, our airplane mm -hmm. propellers. Yeah, that's uh, cool. We love this place so much that we actually recently uh, have been in contact with them about possibly getting married there mm -hmm. because they have events. You can have their beer, their food. Mm -hmm. um, they have awesome. like a special upstairs room yep. where it's like a rooftop terrace mm -hmm. where they have like the tables and everything for the event and like a giant vintage Pan Am yeah. uh, display yeah. on the roof. So yeah, it, the, we fell in love with that place. Mm -hmm. um, and in a weird way, I think it like and again, when you go to Key West, you think you're in a different country, but you're technically in Florida. And it really felt vacation, like while we were just sitting mm -hmm. there in this really unique bar, huge palm leaves next to us, mm -hmm. great food, great beer. And all the servers have been so nice and so friendly. And they, we always ask to like, what do you guys do? Yeah. Like, and I feel like there, I mean, like Key West is a tourist spot, but there's just so many places that tourists and locals go yep. together. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that kind of round outs, round, rounds out uh, the kind of lunch and dinner food that we enjoyed. So if you have a favorite, let me know. If you're one of the 10 people who are going to be listening to this and you have a <laughs> number, just text me. I'll remind you. We should point out that we were told to go to... Blue Heaven. Blue Heaven. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was closed yeah. because of the pandemic. Yeah. And I also want to shout out to Kermit's. Kermit's, yes. Kermit's is well the done. place you go to get your key lime pie. <laughs> it and so it was one of those places where you're like, you're like, is this the place you go to? Because it looks like a tourist trap. Yeah. But no, it's real good. And there's yeah. a couple of them. And we didn't get it. I regret it every day. We did not get the frozen Key West on the yeah, stick. Yeah, so obviously Key West is famous for key lime pie. My mom used to make key lime pie when I was little. Um, but there's two types of key lime pie, the traditional. Uh, that you just eat with a fork or whatever. But then in Key West, they have frozen key lime pie on a stick mm -hmm. covered in chocolate, right? So it's kind of just like yes. an ice cream bar, mm -hmm. but inside is key lime pie. Yeah, and I remember Kermit was, I wish we should do a deep dive on Kermit. It's like this old man because his like yeah. caricature is like the mascot of the, of the restaurant and store. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, the lunch and dinner food, all the restaurants we went to were A+. Mm -hmm. The food was amazing. The service was amazing. They all were quirky. They had a unique environment, whether it be on the street with the nightlife adding to it, uh, the theming of First Flight Bar, um, Kermit's just being over the top Key West. Everything was yellow and green Everything inside. was green. Yeah. Um, but the food there and the restaurants there, we were blown away by how, how good they were. You know, we, we didn't know what we were walking into when it came to some of these restaurants, but it was amazing. We have nothing bad to say uh, about any of them. So next we just wanna highlight a couple things that we did um, that were not food related <clears throat> before we kind of move on here. We've touched on it a little bit. Um, there in Key West is a very famous Instagram spot. I'm going to call it the concrete buoy. When you Google Key West, when you see people's cruise photos, they're always standing next to this giant concrete buoy. You the know, southernmost point. Southernmost point. Which in is the a US. lie because <laughs> technically, is it the Air Force that was next to it? The Navy. The Navy. Yeah. They're technically on the most southern yeah. point. So you see all these pictures of these people standing next to this giant, like, buoy, whatever, whatever. And again, I've been to Key West before, but I've only walked around Mallory Square except for this. And I just assumed it was there. Oh no. It's a solid 
two and a half miles away. Oh, it's from not, from Mallory Square area. It felt area, like I'd because say. it was so hot. You, it's <clears throat> not two miles. So yeah, you can't talk about Key West without talking about this southernmost point buoy. It is the definition of Instagram versus reality, in my opinion. Like, you walk there. It's not close to where the cruise ships will let you off or where the the restaurants are or things like that. We're walking like two and a half miles to the to this buoy thing from wherever we are. We finally get there and I'm just like, this is it. <laughs> Keep in mind, we just walked however long. It is 300 degrees outside and there's a line of people when we get there. Not that long, remember, it was not that, I mean, we've seen Instagrammable moment places are for like sure. miles, like that Angel Wings in Nashville, that thing had such a stupid line, <laughs> but this, it was it was a line, but it was short I mean, it was enough like to, to wait in the 90 yeah. degree heat. And I have this really, and anyone that knows me will tell you, I have this really exaggerated hatred for touristy photos. I love them. At, like, uh, this will sound real pompous, but I've been to Italy once. And at the Leaning Tower of Pisa, you see people sticking their hands up in the air, and the picture looks like they're holding it up. Like, to me, I just stand in the background and just make fun of these people. But at the end of the day, I do respect that it is nice to have the memories. Lindsay loves taking touristy photos, so reluctantly, I stood in line with her. There's a little sliver of shade coming <laughs> off the buoy that we stood in, so you can barely see us in the photo, uh, but we took the photo. So it's nice to have that memory, but if you ask me, next time I go to Key West, do I need to walk two miles in the heat to go there again? Probably not. But, but, silver lining, had we not gone to it, you wouldn't have seen the deli court, or the courthouse yep. deli, you wouldn't yep. have seen first flight, yep. and we didn't really explore this area, even though it's probably one of the most well-known areas of Key West. The Ernest Hemingway house, mm -hmm. uh, we close. saw it. We didn't see cats. I know there's like cats all over the place, um, but it was on our way to the buoy, and I was yep. like, oh, there's the house. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was and then closed. we kept walking. It was closed. Oh, it was closed. Yeah, it was closed, and because next to it was the lighthouse, which was also closed. Ah, yes. But that's how we ended up at a couple of the restaurants, because... I reluctantly agreed to walk there with Lindsay, but I'm glad we did. <laughs> you were right. We have a nice photo. But yeah, I I don't need to see it again. But if it's I mean, your if yeah. it's your first time there, you know, why not? Take your gram and go. Yeah, take your gram and go. The next place we want to highlight is uh, Fort Zachary Taylor State Park. Again, we didn't do a lot of research when it came to traveling to Key West, but we had no idea until we were told. Key West is not famous for its beaches. No. Because there's really no beach there. No. Like it's this, home for beautiful water. It's, yeah, it's home to beautiful water, beautiful restaurants, beautiful houses. But there's, Boating. Yeah, there's no beach there, really. The only beach that you can really enjoy is inside this state park. This was actually constructed, uh, or there's a fort. The Fort Zachary Taylor, obviously, was built in 1845, part of the Civil War, um, which you can actually walk around. Uh, we did not. Uh, so we, hot. It was so hot. We really just wanted to enjoy the beach. Uh, but this fort was actually, if you can believe it or not, home to the largest cannon discovery of Civil War mm -hmm. in one place. Um, so it's got a lot of history there. Uh, but the state park itself was beautiful. Um, because of the pandemic, we actually made a reservation uh, and purchased tickets ahead of time. I think it was like $8, $5 for our car uh, or what have you. Uh, but it's voted the best beach in Key West. And I'm pretty sure because it's the only beach in Key West. We drove there. And when it comes to going to the beach, 
your boy has to have shade. I gotta have an umbrella, I gotta have trees or something cause I am pale. I try to get tan, but it just don't work. So thanks to some Google Earthing, I had found that there's very two distinct parking lots when you go into this state park. You go to the right, that's your traditional beach. That's where you can rent beach chairs, they have a small merchandise shop, you know, you can get a hot dog or something like that. But then there's a parking lot to the left, which goes over to the picnic area, which had picnic tables, like trees, places mm -hmm. for your hammock, and it was so shady. It was so shady. And perfect. Mm -hmm. We could enjoy the beach a lot we, longer I than we were going to be able to. I honestly don't think I put sunscreen on no. because I was no. in the shade the entire time. Yeah. The beach, I do remember, was very rocky. It was rocky. You got to have water shoes, I'd say. Definitely, yes, because even in the water, I don't think I ever touched anything but rocks. Yeah. Like I was yeah. standing on rocks. Uh, we had brought the snorkel gear down there. I went around, saw some fish, you know, nothing major or anything like that, but it's a, a it was a beautiful place. Yeah. The water was nice and clear, great rocks to, to take pictures with and stuff like that. It was very pretty. And that's where we saw a lot of the cool airplanes. Yeah. So Key West has, I think I remember like 10 flights a day, mm -hmm. probably. Um, but the airport is on the northern side of the island. So where most people go to Key West is on the southern part of the island. So all of the airplanes come directly overhead. Um, and from the state park, you get a great view of all of them. It's a, a very cool thing to watch mm -hmm. them go overhead for sure. Um, but the state park was awesome. But if you're gonna be, if you're gonna go there, definitely bring water shoes. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have a mm -hmm. little bit more of an enjoyable experience, I'd say go to that picnic area because mm -hmm. it was very shady. And there was just less people there. Yeah, like when people. I walked over to the other side to go to the bathroom, I was like, oh, this is yeah. this is the beach. It was awesome. Um, if you ask anybody where the state park is, they'll refer to it as Fort Zach. Apparently, we learned that. Um, but it was awesome. Uh, it was a great way to spend half the day. Uh, beautiful water, you know, watching the boats go by and things like that. It was awesome. One of the last things that we want to go over is some of the nighttime things that we did. Lindsay kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, every night in Mallory Square, they have what they, the locals call sunset celebration. If you can believe it, this actually started back in 1960. Hmm. And it's been going essentially every night. It seems like a 1960s. Yeah, it, it had does. a vibe of a 60s yeah. experience. So if you head down to Mallory Square, which is where the cruise ships drop off, which is where the end of Duval Street, get your key lime pie from Kermit's right mm -hmm. there. Um, they have Sunset Celebration. It's right on the water. It's got a collection of local artists, musicians, a lot of food and drink vendors. There was a guy selling fresh coconuts. Yeah. Hacking them up with a machete right mm -hmm. there so you could have fresh coconut water. Um, and you just watch the sunset. And it's, uh, it's kind of like an unofficial event, unofficial official event, mm -hmm. where everyone just goes down to enjoy the beauty of where they are. Mm -hmm. I love sunsets. Like, I, I live for sunsets. Mm -hmm. I pull over on the side of the road if there's a good sunset happening, true. just you've, so I can stare at it. You've done it before, yeah. And it is true that the best sunsets are in Key West, yeah. because there's that- It's the edge of the world. This random island, I'm sure it has a name, it's like, if you look over there, you're like, oh, that's where all like the celebrities must have their third homes there. And it's definitely where they have their third homes. And it's beautiful. Like, I don't know, I don't know how they made the, I don't know how the palm trees grew so tall, but they just yeah, lean beautiful. over in the most perfect way as the sun is going down and the yeah. sky is just It was incredible. Beautiful. It's It feels like you're standing on the edge of the earth and all you see is ocean, beautiful palm trees, mm -hmm. beautiful boats, and the sunset was killer. And like Mallory Square was, awesome that's like a large space mm -hmm. and like there was people there but still people were doing their part of socially distancing yeah. themselves 
But we also discovered on one of our nights, if we just kept walking along, like, along the edge of the river, like, mm-hmm. there was, like, Jimmy it's Buffett's Margaritaville. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, but there was, um, like, hotels, like, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville hotel or restaurant. And we just kept walking and walking yeah. and walking, and we ended up going near the Navy yeah, area we again. Right up, walked right up to the Naval Base, and, and so, you can also pass, like, some huge yachts. That, yep. are, that are docked there. And awesome. so there's plenty of space. If you don't want to be at the Mallory Square area, because maybe it's too loud yeah, for you. Yeah, just keep walking. Just keep walking. Yeah. It was probably a solid, another half a mile yeah. of, I'd call it private sunset yes. viewing. Yes, benches yeah. all along the water. And while we were watching the sunset one night, we kept seeing these giant catamarans, you know, taking people around for the sunset. Obviously, it was some sort of sunset cruise. Like, we got that from context. But it was, um, the company was called Fury. F-U-R-Y, um, and obviously I imagine a lot of tourists are taking these sunset cruises and things like that, but obviously it was more fun to just say furry. So our nickname for tourists while we were in Key West was furries, but we got super intrigued. So one night while we were at, at the room, we went on to uh, Fury's website and booked a sunset champagne cruise, as they call it. And whether or not because it was off season or because of the pandemic, it was like 30 bucks a person. Um, it was unlimited champagne, mm-hmm. beer, beer, and wine. wine. I think I think it was supposed to be two hours, but because the sunset was later in the day. It took a little longer. I think our captain and co-captain were like, Key West people are just super like chill and vibe. They're like, yeah, we'll just keep floating. So I'm pretty sure we were on there for three hours. Yeah, it's very possible. Um, we made the reservation. They told us where to check in right around Mallory Square about 15 minutes ahead of time. They called our name. We went on to the boat. Uh, they were very good about making sure that everyone who was there wanted to be there due to the climate. And felt safe. And felt safe, which we said yes. Um, had a great time. So basically, Captain Dan took us out uh, with about, say, 20 people, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a huge boat, though. Huge boat. Um, and we just navigated the waters right around Key West. We went through the marina. We in went between. through a boat town. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing all these boats in the water. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, they must go out every day to watch the sunset. I didn't realize that, no, people actually live in these boats. And as yeah. we were going through them, like, you could tell that they've been there for years. Yeah, that, like, they literally they live, literally live there. They take a little raft boat to the mainland if yeah. they need to get food. And then there were several boats that were like submerged yep. underwater because of hurricanes. Yep. And they're like, yep, that guy, he took off and never came back for his boat. And it's still just submerged in the water. Yeah, and there was even some that were using films before, yeah, which was pretty cool. Yeah, the Matthew McConaughey yeah, Matthew boat. McConaughey, I don't remember the name of that movie, but it was a very bad movie. Uh, but the boat was crazy quirky. Um, but it was awesome. We had a lot of champagne. Yep, you didn't realize it until like hour two. Mixed with heat and unlimited drinks. Mm-hmm. There were also floating tiki bars, I remember. Yes, we, we're doing that next time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's PC to say, but you and I got very drunk mm-hmm. while we were there. We left, somehow managed to walk up Duval Street. It wasn't, we weren't bad or yeah. anything like that. We were fine, but we had had, I think I had nine glasses of champagne and a beer and a wine. We managed to somehow... They also, I remember, I think there was a rule that they, if they didn't finish their alcohol on the boat, the captains had to, like, just get rid of it. Yeah. And they were asking people, does anyone want this whole glass of champagne? And this one 
couple took it and they're like, well, you just got to hide it. And I think they just took one yeah, of the guys took, took his shirt off, just wrapped it, yep. walked off the boat. Yep. No rules in Key West, man. Very was, chill. That was pretty funny. <laughs> so we're walking up to Vall Street after we've had a few drinks. We somehow find ourselves at Mr. Z's Pizza uh, <laughs> on Duval Street. We both had a pepperoni slice and a Coke, and it was, it was great. It was perfect. I know. also had to do homework that night. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I felt the most college in many yeah, years. Thankfully, the uh, bed and breakfast had Wi-Fi for you. Uh, but Mr. Z's Pizza, just big New York slices. It was awesome. On a paper plate. Yeah, it was awesome. It was exactly what you needed. Uh, and finally, we've mentioned our hotel, the bed and breakfast. We stayed at the Garden House Hotel. Key West, um, there are some name brand hotels on, the, other on, the, on side. the northern side of the island, right where Highway 1 meets Key West. Um, but we we did not want that. We purposely found um, a, a local bed and breakfast, the Garden House Hotel, just minutes away from Duval Street, mm-hmm. Mallory Square. It was the perfect location. It was like, they had like 12 bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a very small swimming pool, which is actually a giant hot tub <laughs> yeah. that we found out, which was awesome. Um, their breakfast was amazing. Due to uh, COVID, there normally is a breakfast buffet, but you were actually giving them your order the mm-hmm. night before, and they brought it to your door uh, the next morning, which was really nice. Um, the staff was awesome. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we both really liked, randomly, there was no TV in the room because you were just there. Like, you just wanted to be there. Um, bathroom was really nice. It was... Uh, I mean, it was... It was, it was a, a it big was a breakfast. small yeah, room. It was small. Like, we don't... We're those people that, like, I don't need a big hotel room because, like, I'm not there to stay in the hotel. I'm there to explore the area. Yeah. So, like, I just need a bed. I just need a working toilet and a shower. Was there a TV in the room? The, we didn't watch was, TV if there was. I Maybe th- I put my T-shirt on it and I never I saw it. I think we used that. it as a drying <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, either way, the bed and breakfast was awesome. We give that place 10 out of 10. We yeah. stay there every time we go. Um, and lastly, doesn't really have anything to do with Key West, but on the way back, Lindsay and I are both suckers for national parks. There is no feeling like going to a national park and getting that sticker, slapping it on your hiking water bottle. So we went to the Everglades. Um, it was... It. I don't say this lightly because we both love nature. We kind of have differentiating opinions about this. It was awful. It was... Awful. Scary. <laughs> it was one of the. Uh, I it say, was so scary. I say I don't want to say the word miserable, but I'm going to say miserable. But <laughs> but I still like I would go back today yes. if I could. We would go back, and I think what made it so weird was the pandemic. I swear we were the only people. I don't even think people. it was that. I, I think swear, it was yeah. just the Everglades. I swear we were the only people within we 500 miles. Um, so we get there, we pay our fee, we drive. A little bit we get out at like this short hike there are dinosaur sized grasshoppers everywhere freaking me out we're walking over this swamp pier at one point and you hear these footsteps i'm like oh my god you hear creaking i'm like there's a florida panther or um, something right under us that's about to eat me like i haven't been to that many national parks but in parks in general state parks i've been to several like you always have a human nearby yeah but legit if we were attacked or i fell in over the yeah, water, you're done. no one would no one would know. They uh, would just find an abandoned car. The only national park experience that we both have is Yosemite and Rocky Mountain National Park. We only seen mountains. We've only been in beautiful, crisp, clean air, moderate temperatures. This was scary. It was the hottest, humid air I've ever felt in my life. Yep. Um, so we did one pier walk, which was besides the grasshoppers. Cool. It's like literally, I can't believe Miami is like not too far from here because mm-hmm. like I just feel like I'm in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then there was this other like small forest trail. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. We couldn't 
go past our car five nope. feet because there nope. was some like stinging insect that yeah, so many like, bugs. I just picture us looking like a cartoon where like insects are yep. chasing them in circles. Like literally, we are going around in circles, going into the car. The bee got into the car. We're freaking out. We oh, get out God. of the car. The bee follows <laughs> us out of the car. I try to just run to the pier. I'm like, I'm just going to make nope. it. And nope. it still followed me out and there. And there was one place where you got out to stand like on the edge of mainland Florida. Like it was you and then the ocean. Yes. I didn't even get out of the car. I was very brave. Yeah, I saw no. an older couple there. They had like a full-on beehive mask outfit, like yeah. a net in the front and then in the back, long sleeves, gloves. I'm like, ah. So next time we go, if we go, we're invested I'm, in like some beekeeper yeah. outfits. I was in shorts and uh, water shoes. Never again. I was very exposed. But we can say we've been there. We got the sticker, got the patch, put it on our water bottle. I, we did not see any gators, but we were no told... There, I mean, this place is huge. It's huge. We were in the most southern part of it, but I guess yeah. if you go up north, that's where yeah. you can see the gators. So we finished our nice week with pit stopping at the Everglades. It was scary. It was hot. It was so hot. But I'm glad we went. Um, you know, we got a nice picture at the National Park sign and stuff like that. So it's an easy drive on the way back up. You go through some beautiful middle of nowhere, South Florida Everglades to get to mm-hmm. the National Park. So I'm glad we did it for sure. Um, and Linz, that really rounds out our week in the Keys area. Do you have a favorite memory, maybe, from that area, from that trip? <laughs> Again, the, chick- the Cajun chicken pasta just right. really stands out. Um, I honestly, I, the Sunset Cruise was really special, and not just because of the alcohol, but like it was just yeah, it one was, of the most beautiful things I've yeah. ever seen. I yeah. felt so... You felt normal. I felt, I felt normal yeah. during this time, mm-hmm. and also... I just, the food was great. I also, I'm sorry, I think I cut you off earlier. You can mention the roosters now. The roosters, they... That was your favorite memory. Oh my God, the roosters. They are just, they stray roosters everywhere. 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 Like... Everywhere. I I did some research. I believe there used to be like cockfighting in, definitely in Cuba. And I think either it was brought over to Key West. And so that obviously was illegal. Yep. So then they just let the chickens run wild. But they're in restaurants. They're, they're in, in restaurants. hotels. They're on the street. They're in the trees. They are in the trees. They're that was, literally in the it trees. It was crazy. But then I remember the hotel manager told us, oh, like if you are leaving after this hour, make sure you shut the fence because I don't want my rooster to get out. <laughs> my pet rooster. <laughs> but I'm like, how do you know it's your rooster? Because they all look the same and they all be. sound the same and they all do the same things. Yeah. But And I think my favorite memory was definitely the Sunset Cruise. It was... Uh, uh, impulse buy that we did that ended up working out just really well. It was beautiful. Yeah, our minds needed that. Yeah, absolutely. That that made it really feel like we were somewhere special. And again, I mentioned at the beginning, Key West and the Keys in general, but I'd say more specifically Key West, really make you feel like you were in this tropical foreign paradise. But technically, you're just in another city in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did a few special things that made it really stand out for us for sure yeah uh, i would give key west a 10 out of 10 any day mm-hmm. food was great the accommodations were great mm-hmm. the locals were great the scenery could not have been yeah. more spectacular i mean and this was during the pandemic so i look forward to being able to go back there when it's not and being able to try blue heaven and these yeah. other for you sure. know well-known places that were still closed for sure and with that i think that takes us to the end of this episode we don't know how long it is we have <laughs> nope. n- we have no plans no script um, the good thing about that is if you don't necessarily want to make it to the end, you don't even have to tell me. You can just hit the turn off button or turn the volume down. 
Uh, we'll probably do a couple more of these episodes, so we hope you guys come back. Tune in next week. We're probably going to talk about our recent trip to Huntsville, Alabama, mm -hmm. the Rocket City, one of the coolest nicknames of anywhere in the country. We had a blast doing this. Uh, we thank you guys for sticking with us, and we hope to see you all next week. Yeah, and if you guys have any cool Key West stories, feel free to share with us. Absolutely. See you guys. <laughs>